0: Hello and welcome to another podcast of Father and Joe. I am Joe Rocky here with Father Boniface Hicks, and Father. We had been doing a conversation over the last couple casts about virtue, and I feel like this topic is going to be down the same type of lines. And the one I wanted to talk about today was graces, um, you know, graces that you get from God and from from the Holy Spirit. So. The way that I had a priest describe it to me in the past was it was you can think of all these things being up on a shelf, you know the the graces you get from the Holy Spirit, fear of the lord, courage um you know the whole list the whole gamut, and you just have to ask for them, and they will be given to you and that was how that was articulated to me. I don't even know if that's an accurate analogy um but i think that one of the things that so many of us don't know is a what are the things that you know realistically you can ask you know the lord for you can't go out and ask him for a new bike um it's, it's not like a vending machine or something like that but there is graces that come spilling out for from jesus so i wanted to have a conversation going around that direction
1: well, you can certainly ask him for a new bike, you know. Um, but uh, because it's a relationship, we want to have a relationship with him. So if uh, if that's kind of where your where your heart is, and there, are, I think there are plenty of children who have asked for new bikes and have had wonderful things happen. And and those are little signal graces. Uh, that's a nice phrase for you. Just little signs of God's paying attention and and showing special love, he can answer seemingly silly things. You know, we might, in our sophistication as adults, say, well, go earn your money and buy your own bike. (laughs) But God also wants us to know that he does really provide for us. That's not just lip service, and it's not just an abstract concept, but in some very concrete ways. I remember (laughs) there's a, a beautiful drug and alcohol rehab program that's completely faith-centered called Chinacolo. It was founded in Italy, and Chinacolo is the Italian word for cynical, which is the upper room. Mm -hmm. So the sister Elvira wanted to gather some uh, drug addicts, alcoholics who, you know, were struggling, wanted to break their addiction, gathered them together, and really formed a a kind of Christian community for them. And uh, one of the things that they do is really ask for things. It's, uh, you know, one of the ways to break a part of the cycle of addiction is not just grasping after taking but developing relationships, making connections, reaching out beyond, beyond themselves. And so they would earn, uh, develop skills. They earn their own, uh, as much of their own stuff as possible. But then they also, she really, really taught them to pray. This uh, rehab program, by the way, is like 95% Successful. I mean, it's, oh, wow. it's off the charts, beyond any other secular rehab program, and and they're all over the world now. We have a few in the United States, in uh, Saint Augustine, Florida, and Birmingham, Alabama, and uh, just really amazing. But uh, the group in Mejigoria, thats uh, one of the ones that I—that's the only ones that I have visited. There's a men's Chinakalo and a women's Chinakalo in Mejigoria and uh, I I visited them. And they were telling a story about how they had run out of milk, and they wanted milk. And and uh, the person at the community said, "Well, let's pray for it. Let's start praying for it each day." They prayed for milk for two or three days, and then someone donated a cow to them. <laughs> wow. So, well, yeah, let's pray for whatever we need. One one little thing that I, I find uh, characterizes the kinds of prayers that we can. Be certain God will not answer is he will not answer prayers that make us need him less. Mm-hmm. So he doesn't want to replace himself. And, and that's why, you know, winning the lot. a lot of times people, oh, you know, I want to pray to win the lottery so that I don't need to ask God for anything anymore. Right. That's the subtext. Mm-hmm. God's not going to answer that prayer. God wants to answer prayers to develop a relationship with us, not to get rid of himself out of our lives he wants to go deeper in that relationship. So, even answering that prayer for milk built their faith and they said, "Wow, you know, he really cares about us. He's really listening. Let's ask him for more. Let's talk to him more." You know, mm-hmm. that's that's the the mentality of God. So, we want to ask for any of those kinds of things. Now, you started listing gifts of the Holy Spirit, the the traditional seven gifts of the Holy Spirit, wisdom, understanding, Counsel uh, knowledge, piety, courage, fear of the Lord um, those uh those seven gifts of the Holy Spirit essentially they're the qualities of christ okay. so it's it's Jesus' own wisdom, his own knowledge, his own understanding, his own counsel, his own piety, his own uh courage and his own reverence, fear of, uh, of the Lord. So part of, our, part of what's happening in our Christian life, the, the process of becoming holy, of becoming saints, which we're all called to, as you and I have mentioned, I'm mm-hmm. sure, dozens of times over the course of the past year and talking with each other, the process of becoming holy, of becoming saints, is becoming more like Christ. Now, that's not just a matter of, like, skill development, you know. It's not like, well, if I study hard enough, you know, I'll know everything he knows. I mean, it's it's a supernatural transformation that has to happen from within that we can't just do on our own. But in baptism, our life is linked to his in a in, at the level of being. So all the way to the core of our being, our life is linked with his, and we are made to be little Christs, Christians. And so his own gifts, his own qualities can start to develop within us. And so that's that's what we're talking about with the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Uh, the Holy Spirit fills us and forms us to be other Christs and then his knowledge, his wisdom. So just knowing that, I think gives us a sense it kind of breaks the glass ceiling that we tend to place over our lives i think we settle for very little we settle for being you know well you know i'm basically a good person i basically don't commit any major sins well boy that's just getting started i mean mm-hmm. we're, we're called to be a, another christ now we're not going to be we, we really become him as a body as as a, a community, so that I don't have all of his qualities in myself, but I have some of them and, and really growing in them. And then some other people have some other qualities. And together we form as a mystical body the fullness of Christ and, and we are his his presence in the world. So uh but that's those are those are the gifts of the Holy Spirit and and wonderful things to ask for. May we ask for the very wisdom of God that we can know the the ends of all things or the knowledge of God that we can understand the meaning of created things or the uh, you know or the counsel of God that we can understand the decisions that we make in a in a human context, what would Christ do I mean ultimately to know that from the inside is the is the gift of counsel
0: okay so to, uh, so essentially sum that up as far as whether it be graces or gifts um anything that you ask for that's going to grow you closer to god and jesus is basically what you should be asking for or could be asking for um is that just to summarize it it, in a nutshell what what we're going with there
1: it's a nice summary yeah that's right okay perfect
0: so you see people come through your doors every single day and different states need and i imagine that there's a lot of obvious things that we should be asking for that we are just missing um you know one of these probably one of these reasons that a child wouldn't miss it because they're not hindered by the arrogance of adulthood they know that they need everything and i'd imagine that you've seen a lot in your ministry through the years of things that we need to be asking for to make ourselves more christ-like that we're just missing Um, and somewhere along the way we forgot to keep you know asking for it so i was looking to see if you could enlighten us on what some of those are
1: well that's going to depend on where god has placed us in life it's important to realize that much of doing god's will every day is being faithful to our duty you were just telling me before the podcast, Joe, that you were making a list of all the things you have to do today, mm-hmm. and when you're making that list, it's driven by a certain need. Part of your place in life is you have this particular profession, and you're a married man, and mm-hmm. so those are going to be a you know, and you're also a citizen of the United States, and you're a member of the the Catholic Church or whatever, and but but primarily your your job and your you know, your married vocation are going to set a lot of your agenda for the day. But when you're forming your agenda, do you kind of listen to the Holy Spirit? Do you try to listen for, well, maybe is there is there something else that God wants to insert in there today for me to do? You know, is there something else I can put on my list? Is there there's some sensitivity that I need to have? Maybe somebody I need to reach out to. Uh, so just inserting something like that um, and also in terms of our responsibilities, you know, I, I talk with a, a doctor for spiritual direction, and he's, uh, you know, he's a very successful doctor, surgeon, but he also is aware that he, he can't, although, although he's done these surgeries hundreds, maybe thousands of times, he knows that every one is possible for him to mess up. And so he really approaches that with a certain confidence. He knows what he knows, but he also really knows that he needs God's help. He never gets to the point that he kind of graduates from needing God's help. It's a beautiful example. So recognizing that we need God's help to do the things that we do every day and just kind of taking up that posture of humility that, yeah, I've done it a lot of times, but I also know that. It's easy for me to just botch it for different reasons. So I really want to enter into this day with God, just trying to cultivate that sense of his presence and his help. And then we tend to be able to anticipate the kinds of, you know, some of the tougher spots in the day. Um, maybe we know that we didn't get a lot of sleep. I know uh, Easter is always uh, stretches me. We have mm-hmm. uh, liturgy goes late, and then I have to get up early to do things on the radio. And I'm like a little strung out all day. And when I get strung out, my patience gets thin. I mean, I know that the kinds of thoughts that come to me and the potential for me to just snap at somebody is much higher. And so I really have a sensitivity to that and try to lean on the Lord and ask for him to to be with me and to support me, help me to be charitable, help me to hold back what might be coming to my mind. Normally I don't have to work at that so hard, but I know – when I don't get enough sleep, I do. You know, so just an awareness of our of our need in those areas is a big deal. Um, a really fundamental thing is just self knowledge as well. Like, what are the gifts that God has given me? He's formed me uniquely in my humanity. Even as we're being formed into Christ, that doesn't get rid of Joe Rocky. Mm-hmm. Joe Rocky is still there, and Christ is is growing. It's like. Uh, be making you more alive, just like when the light shines on you, that doesn't make you less yourself, it makes you more yourself, you become more visible, more you know radiant more uh, more of yourself so we're uh we're also you know just this self knowledge of where are my weaknesses, what are the gifts that I have to offer uh, and and continuing to grow in that I think is a, is a really important thing because God wants me to use. All of my humanity to make a, a real gift of myself in whatever things he's, he's placed me in, uh, and that's going to be an awareness also of things that are going on inside of us. You know, the, where is the the joy? Am I keeping my peace in these situations? Um, you know, do I have a? Am I am I growing in in charity? Um, so anyway, those are just a, a few of the things that think our our regular needs that we have and and people benefit from bringing some of those questions to the lord
0: yeah and so much there um yeah i mean obviously i'm a victim of overlooking the obvious i mean as i was going through that list for stuff i had to get done for today, it only handled profession stuff um didn't even handle the stuff that i have to do because it's monday night and it's garbage night and all the stuff we do every monday night in terms of cleaning the house as a couple um so you know just some of the obvious things that that elude me the what you were saying there at the end maybe this is from the profession i have a little bit of a different look at it since essentially i am a manager in one regard i find that the self-awareness of being able to objectively and realistically step back and evaluate yourself tends to um not be a prevalent gift with the with the vast majority of people that at least are in in my realm. I don't know if that's true everywhere or not. Um I'm sure that you know you're exposed to way more variety of people and probably total people as well i just see guys who are contractors plumbers so on and so forth um you know the tenants give me a variety but there's a whole lot less of them than than my crew um overall at least in terms of interactions so um but my point is you see all kinds of different people coming all the ways and that would probably be a good thing to talk about is how to become better at being self-aware as you just outlined how essential that is. Um, Why don't we dive a little bit into how to actually do that?
1: Yeah, I think uh, just the effort to pay attention a little bit more to what's happening inside of us goes a long way. And and that requires kind of stopping, taking stock of of where I am. You know, they, they have a I don't know where this comes from. Maybe, it's, uh, maybe they use it in AA or something, but there's a little acronym, HALT, Hungry, Angry, Lonely, Tired, <laughs> uh, HALT. Uh, we need to stop when we start gathering up a couple of those things. But are we even aware of that? You know, are we aware that we are hungry, angry, lonely, or tired? Uh, I just described the, you know, the way that I can get kind of thin in, in patience, <laughs> when I don't get enough sleep, uh, I, it took some time for me to become aware of that. I, I had to snap at a few people, and then fortunately I'm, I at least snapped at people who didn't have a major crisis because the priest was not nice to them. But um, <laughs> At the same time, I felt badly afterward, so paying attention to our conscience, you know, to, we pay attention to when we feel badly about something, and then I realized oh, I just said something or I just did something I shouldn't have done. Uh, shame is a very nice. It's a it's a little signal that something is is wrong. That I've done something wrong, and so being able to figure out what that is and where that's coming from, uh, I think anger is is tends to be. Now we have a whole variety of things. Sometimes we don't like the word anger because I don't want to be an angry person. I'm just frustrated or irritated. We <laughs> have a few different words we use for that. But anyway, that that kind of defensive. Uh, sort of aggressive quality at whatever degree of magnitude, that's often covering up something that's hurting or that feels threatened. We feel like we need to defend ourselves. Sometimes we do that by taking on the offensive. Do we have the self-awareness to say, yeah, I guess what feels threatened is I feel like a failure or I feel like someone's going to take something from me or I feel helpless to do something in a particular situation, so I get frustrated I'm standing there in line. You know, I had to get my driver's license renewed. And I walked in and they said, the ticket said, you know, the average wait time is an hour. I'm like, oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. You know? And then I saw people as the numbers are scrolling through. People are getting really frustrated. You know, it's like, is it ever going to get to my number? Is an hour even going to be enough? Mm-hmm. But what's that frustration? Ultimately, there's, there's a feeling of helplessness of powerlessness, and then it turns into blame. Those people are incompetent. Why can't they speed this up? Someone said, I'll tell you in Maryland, you know, I was in and out of that place. This is Pennsylvania. This is, you know, we start grumbling. And mur- and, and as a basic sign, any time that we're losing our peace, there's no reason that we shouldn't be able to keep our peace for our entire lives. So that's a goal that we should set. Mm-hmm. Now, we all fall short of that at different times, but then we need to take note of that. Why am I losing my peace? There's no reason I can't sit there for an hour waiting for a driver's license and be peaceful. What's the problem? But I need to work through the mental processes of acceptance. A real big source of losing my peace is unreasonable expectations. Why, why would I think that it wouldn't take an hour? You know, why, Where did I get that expectation from? They even mm-hmm. told me on the ticket, it's going to take an hour. Now, it took about an hour and 15 right. minutes, as it turned out. But anyway, you know, I brought my iPad with me, and I typed out some emails. I've renewed my driver's license a couple of times, so I'm anticipating uh, some some amount of waiting that's there. But, uh, you know, those are the kinds of things that just, just having that internal awareness, our emotions teach us a lot. Tracking our emotions and where we are emotionally at different times in the day is really helpful and then tracking our thoughts what kind of thoughts are going through our heads a lot of times we end up harboring lies about ourselves uh, maybe repeating some of the lies that we've heard you're no good you're just a waste of time you're going to mess this up you can't do anything right sometimes it's that kind of stuff sometimes it's prideful thoughts like pointing out everybody else's problems that that guy's an idiot who who dressed that person you know what's their problem wonder what that guy's thinking about, you know. So, just tracking some of that stuff, tracking our emotions, tracking what's going on inside. And then, as I said, just a simple guideline is keeping our peace. There's there's no reason that we should ever lose our peace. And so, if we do, it's not a reason to beat ourselves up, but it is a reason to take stock of why am I not peaceful? Why did I lose my peace? How do I regain that? How do I avoid that situation in the future? So just some simple points of self-awareness that can really take us a long way. And then to just tie that back to our faith for a moment, one of the reasons we can keep our peace is because God is in charge and God loves us. Mm -hmm. And that becomes the truth and the light that can dispel the lies that cycle in our heads that can keep us humble so we're not judging other people, that can keep us trusting that, okay, if it takes an hour, it takes three hours. It's God's will for me to renew my driver's license today. So it's going to be as long as it's going to be, and God knows how long it's going to be, and everything's going to be fine. You know. Or if I don't have an hour today, I need to make that decision. Um, and I do that with the Lord. Lord, give me the gift of counsel. Do I stay and wait it out? Or we can ask for the gift of counsel and ask for God's help to know whether we can, we should go or we can stay and wait it out. But the point is that God sees the whole picture. And so through prayer, through discernment, we want to keep our peace. Not letting ourselves get caught up in those frustrations and judgments and blame and all of that negativity uh, but really to, to keep our hearts rooted in the Lord.
0: Yeah. Um, one of the things that at least I've seen is the whole deadline thing, which tends to really kind of ramp it up. You mentioned in there people having expectations for how long it should take to do your driver's license renewal. And, you know, that that goes back to planning, you know, if if you got all of these other things to be done in the day and you kind of had to wedge this in there and never really thought about how long it would take that can create a lot of a lot of anger and upsetness like um on sunday we wanted to go see teresa's grandma before we went to church and we had we had that was pretty much the whole agenda before church started at 11 and you know we wake up it was a long night the night before and then we get on the road and get going and we probably leave realistically about half an hour, 45 minutes later than she wanted to. And she's getting all upset the whole time, yelling at herself how she takes too long to get ready, how upset she is, and how she doesn't even want to go to her grandma anymore. She's not going to be able to see her for like three minutes and all of this stuff. So we're going down the road, which it's an expressway, where if we get off at 31st Street Bridge or 40th Street Bridge, we get to church but if we get off the 60th street bridge we get to to her grandma and we're driving down the way that the bridge numbers are getting higher so i just instead of telling her when we were 15 minutes away from even the church um we're gonna go see your grandma i just kind of started driving faster and let her let it all out and then when we went past the 31st street bridge which is the one i normally get off She just figured I was going to get off the 40th Street Bridge because there's less lights. And I just typically like dealing with less lights, even though it's a little bit of a longer route. But when I zoomed past the 40th Street Bridge, she kind of figured out that we were going to her grandma and that she was going to be able to have about 20 minutes with her, which was better than nothing. Um, So you you just see the, uh, the change that she had in her and but had i told her when we first got on the expressway we're going to go see your grandma it would have turned from you know her just letting out her frustrations to then her telling me why we shouldn't be doing it um which to me is a weird change but that's what would have happened and um i knew that she wanted to see her grandma i knew that seeing her grandma was the only thing that really would have cheered her up um and that it probably wasn't a good idea to go and sit in mass being all upset. So I don't know if that's a problem or not because technically I didn't listen to her. <laughs> but um, but I tried to do what was best for, for the outcome and going along those lines of what the expectations would be. You know, in her mind, she wanted to have an hour and a half of grandma time and that was what needed to be. But in reality you know, 20 minutes wasn't as long as you wanted, but it was better than, than not. So that's a little side story that, that based upon what you were telling, I felt, felt applied because it seems to be stress that causes all oh, that. I know we did a whole podcast on stress and it's one of the most listened to we've ever had. Um, and so, um, don't want to relive that whole thing, but, uh, just saying to that, see that's anger and, frustration or all those other things that lead you off of peace tend to be deadline oriented. Why are you staying up so late? Cause I can't get something done. Um, and I also think that there's the other side of it, at least in my life, that is the, um, the reason you're not always self-aware sometimes you just turn on autopilot. And in my world, I'm drive a lot. It's part of the gig. So, um, and I've driven down these major roads of Pittsburgh so many times that I can just kind of tune out. Next thing I know, I'm on the other side of the city. You know, I'm, I'm in theory where I'm supposed to be going, but it's like, well, I just drove through a tunnel and didn't even remember it. You know, and I don't know if that's a memory thing or an autopilot thing. And you know, it happens on the longer drives more than, you know, in the little itty bitty neighborhoods. Um, but, you know, I think that that can also happen in other aspects of life and probably something to be aware of. So um, so on this note, Father, you know, we, we, we talked a lot about graces, a lot about being self-aware, and that kind of seems to be the obvious what grace to ask for, become more self-aware. But I wanted to see if you had any final thoughts as we're concluding our cast here today that we should take with us into the following week. Well,
1: and one point that I heard from your story, About your marriage which is beautiful is you know your wife try to (laughs) and that's another way we can grow in self-awareness other people sometimes know us better than we know ourselves so we can learn about ourselves from others ask your spouse your friend your whoever when do I lose my peace when do I not act like a Christian when am I not behaving like a saint how can I you know point out to me the next time I'm getting frustrated so that I can be more aware of that. So we have to help each other as well.
0: Perfect. Perfect. Well, on that note, we do ask you guys to help us um, by continuing to spread the cast through whatever social media that you guys do it. We do our announcement on Mondays about the uh, on Twitter about the future cast. We ask you to do that as well. If you're using other platforms, please feel free to advertise us there as well. We can only do it with you. Thank you again for listening, and we look forward to talking to you next week.